Hello and welcome to Belonging Before Believing, the podcast where we are facing the wrong way every day. I'm Patrick Mathers, pastor of two churches, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship in Chico, California, and Grace Baptist Church in Oroville, California. And I'm Nick Roberts, a uh, member of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship, and uh, all I can do is watch the price of Bitcoin go down today. Today? Yeah, it's going down today. Like like substantially? Yeah. Like you're hanging on to the pole and sliding down like a fireman? Uh, I kind of. Not that bad. Oh, okay. But enough for me to be excited. Excited? So I could buy more. Oh, so you could buy more. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy some now. You should. I should. No no better time than now, right? It's like they say Well, there trees. was a better time than now. It's it was true. Like it was like probably 10 years ten ago. 10 years ago, yeah. <laughs> when it was a penny. Was it a penny at one time? It was like fractions of a penny at one time oh wow yeah i didn't know about it then i barely know about it now hey today we not only have you and me in studio we have got the peanut gallery we've got uh our friends my co-elder at sovereign joy christian fellowship mike willie and we got my deacon from grace baptist church cecil hamilton I, I, I don't think the mic's picked I up. I didn't even it. pick it up. So. They might have. <laughs> <laughs> Cecil's the quiet one. He's never been accused of. <laughs> hey, uh, we're facing the wrong way every day because um, we are recording the show and we always get to see how it's recorded. The audience doesn't. The reason why I was thinking about this is I saw a bizarre picture that broke my mind of the Cheers set from the perspective of the stairs going up to the restaurant, out to the studio audience, and I did not know how to relate to that. And so it was like the actors facing the wrong way when they're making the show. Uh, it's like us. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Everyone else will. Probably. But I'm not calling Nick Dim. <laughs> <laughs> We're just too young. I, I, don't, I don't think I ever watched Cheers. You didn't? No. Well... I get that because you didn't watch TV. I didn't. We know this about me. But also, apart from just simply not watching TV, it it was like it had its time. It was a big show. It wasn't was a it? huge. It was the show. Yeah. For at least four or five years. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was the Seinfeld of its day, and what's I Seinfeld? think what? I'm kidding, sorry, I couldn't help it. What? I said what's Seinfeld? That was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I walked right into it because I should have known that too. Yeah. All right. Keep going. No, I think I'm done. Okay. <laughs> that was it. All right. So today I we got are, lots more to say. We are talking about uh, a comment you made uh, this past Monday night to me for the first time, at least, about your leaning away, from, away, away from your libertarian polit- political stance. Yep. Um. I guess we could start with what is a libertarian political stance? Well, let's start even further okay. back than that. So I, my, the first time I ever voted for president, I voted for Bill Clinton. And what, but I wasn't a Christian yet, which is neither here nor there, right. I guess. But um, so I was initially registered as a Democrat. And then somewhere along the line, I don't remember where, registered as a Republican and then I realized that it's just the same thing, just painted different. Sure. 
Um, and I started looking into alternatives. And for me, libertarian, I mean, libertarianism is a huge It's a big camp. Tent. Yeah. It's a big camp. And so for me, libertarianism was the idea that government has two major responsibilities, protecting its people and protecting the people's property. And anything that was outside of those two um, qualifications was an illegitimate use of government. And so those can be broadly applied, and those can be narrowly applied. Again, it would be on, I guess, the individual who's, who's applying them. And so what I obviously tried to do is come at it from a biblical perspective mm -hmm. and see where would be a gover government overreach in one of those areas from a biblical perspective. Um, so that's how I, for myself, define libertarianism as being basically uh, smallest government possible that protects people and protects people's property. Um, and how about you? You're before we get into my comment sure. and anything, because uh, you're there now. Right. Yeah. I am there now. So I started off, uh, grew, grew up in like kind of a Republican household and grew up kind of Republican. I I never re uh, registered as a Republican. I was always registered as independent, mm -hmm. but voted Republican. Republican for a majority of my short life as a young adult. And then about a year ago, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Joe, mm -hmm. who is now in Utah, uh, introduced me and just said, uh, he just said, off the cuff, hot takes on things. And it just piqued my interest. So I kind of started going down the libertarian ideology rabbit hole um, and found it very intriguing and much, uh, much more satisfying uh viewpoint compared to the um mainstream political thought in the democrat and republican parties yeah i still love the idea of leave me alone <laughs> um i let me vote my way i want the least involvement from the authorities as possible in my life whoever they may be what was including uh, like like you know, we're a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Sure. I don't even want the other Southern Baptists, you know, getting in my business, yeah. you know. So it, it isn't just in terms of the government, although I, I do like just the idea that, you know, responsible people should be able to live responsibly and be left alone. But only responsible people. Well, that's what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're not there yet. What was your, uh, um, uh, I guess, initial launch pad for entertaining libertarian politics um the i the idea that um was there a book was it a tv show no, movie what no it wasn't it was my own thinking okay that i i didn't like what i was seeing from the two political parties and how radically similar they were hmm. and yeah there was a few points where they differ but I saw those as only talking points like vote for me because I've got this take on and the thing and this is the party take. But um, yeah, but but when it came down to actually pulling the trigger on policy and making change, it just feels like they want to do all the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they'll yell at each other on the TV, but or Twitter or whatever. But when it comes down to it, I mean, is, are things really really actually changing they're actually getting more restrictive more oppressive and i don't think that that they can go another direction at this yeah, point right. i think it can only go the direction of uh, more oppression more regulation more 
intrusion, and I didn't like that. And I still don't. Right. But I that that was what got me thinking along these lines. And then I started looking, is there another option? And I started talking with some people online who were libertarian, and I uh, sent away and got a whole bunch of paperwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like paperwork, not paperwork. paperwork books, <laughs> magazines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literature. <laughs> Thank you. Paperwork. <laughs> Just love filing. This <laughs> is a libertarian in me. I don't want a government to intrude, but this organization, man, come on Come on in. in. <laughs> Give me all the tests. Give me all the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. You guys have RFID chips you could put in my skin? <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, what led me to... Uh, my political yeah views and then and then I didn't get into it like you've been actually been to a convention right I went to the Lib- California, California Libertarian Party convention Libertarian yeah, convention. in year. Sacramento yeah it was in Sacramento yeah um, and I've never been to anything like that sure. uh, that was my first time so I watched the Libertarian convention twice online National when they did one? their present yeah, yeah yeah and one i think the most recent one was in reno it was um, it was a big deal yeah yeah so that's that's i watched that one but i've never been to been to one mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of where where what took me there okay yeah. so that's some background so recently you have been leaning away from those libertarian uh, standpoints yeah hey do you guys have any Hot takes or questions or anything that you want to ask, Mike or Cecil? No. Okay, they don't got nothing yet. Um, so what has led me away? So there's always been this nagging thing in the back of my mind that we are assuming a lot of good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, we're assuming that people are responsible and I don't remember, I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, you know, they have a republic, now let's see if they can keep it. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea if they can keep it was it takes a moral person in order to keep what it is we've established. Right. And at this point, I'm not sure that there are enough moral people in the elites of society in order for this to continue to function the way it's supposed to function. Sure. I don't think it's at the base level. I don't think it's at the R level. I think it's at the elites. And so then I started thinking, well, there needs to be some kind of regulation, some kind of oversight. There needs to be somebody who can check the people who are using the system in order to just blatantly profit themselves, to ingrandize Mm -hmm. themselves. And then I started thinking, well, I'm talking about a bigger government, and I, d- I don't like that. Sure. So what do we do with that? Um, you know, I, I, I think that the total depravity of man and that doctrine is what's moving me away yep. from libertarianism. And I don't see it being compatible with not just a reformed um, understanding of, of Scripture, but I don't want to go so far as to say a Christian understanding of Scripture, but it, it it's it's persuading me mm-hmm. that way. That if you have a Christian worldview, it's very hard to maintain a consistent libertarian perspective politically. 
So the libertarian perspective, politically, kind of ranges anywhere from having a small government to no government. Would that be fair to say? I don't think no government is an option anywhere, anytime, anyplace. I know you don't. I'm saying the, liber- the libertarian view goes anywhere from small government to no government. I d- but no, we're not saying no government because uh, a family's a government. So Fair. even the, the most libertarian right. of libertarians isn't yeah, saying the, no government. Uh, castle doctrine or whatever. Right, right, right. My right. Castle, so yeah. they're still not saying no government. Sure. Just it is extremely it's small. Extremely, yeah, it's yeah. the smallest. Yeah. Okay, fair. That's a fair, fair, <coughs> fair qualification for that. Yeah. So, um, and when we look at scripture, we see that we are called to submit to our governments. We have a particular unique advantage in history in that we've been able to create the government that we are part of. Now, I didn't say we, I don't mean us in this room or anybody who we know, uh, Americans. We came over here, Americans created their own um, land, created their own laws. We, you know, it it wasn't something that was inherited from kings for 1300 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So (coughs) we have a unique place in history. And I think that with that unique place in history, that there is obviously an attempt based upon some biblical principles to try to establish a government that was as limited as possible to contribute to a populace who was as free as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't, that's not conducive for people who are greedy and people who are power hungry and people who are um, authoritarian. Right. And so it's it's been a long time coming and probably this has been happening for several generations now, but it's just now starting to really, I mean, it's out there in the open now for anybody to see that the elites don't have our best interest at heart and best interest in mind. Um, So you asked where am I at on that spectrum Um, from smallest government to, um, I I don't know. Well, that's kind of where, so if you're leaning away from libertarian politics, then what is the substitute? I don't know. Okay. Cause in, so in my mind, it's, it's either like the, the Republican Democrat view, which that's the only kind of, uh, there's many ways to look at government, right? You can have a Marxist communist government, you can have socialist government or whatever. Right. Or you can have a democracy or, or a, king. a king or a monarch. Right. Yeah. Um, the, in, in my view, the nature of government though is to always grow. So even if it is a small government, the like, nature of government is to always grow. Yes, that that is by default what government will do. Okay, like that maybe without without any restraint, that's what government will do because people. Well, without any restraint, right? That's, without without but restraint, there, there's always restraint. And the right? restraint like comes I think from. Of, oh my gosh, I should have prepared a little bit better for this. There's that um, president, and I want to say he was in Brazil or Argentina or something. So Mike here, do you know, you know this guy? Oh yeah, but I think it's Bolsonaro is who you're talking about, and he. Yeah, I think I think so, and I think that that's who you're talking about. Peru? No, I think it was Brazil. I think it's Bolsonaro. So this guy, he was uh, um, president of the nation, and he took like a super small salary. He was a farmer too, and he just drove a bug, and he wouldn't let like anybody. Um, you know, take a bunch of money. He, so he was able to dial the government back and to eliminate a lot of what was mm-hmm. waste and whatnot. 
And um, I think that that can happen, but that's a restraint you're saying. You would say, I, he, you would yeah. say if that person had been there, it would have just steamrolled and just kept going. It becomes a machine that can only grow. Is that what you're saying? Right, without restraint. Without, without restraint. And, and, and he, he is acting as a restraining effect on can it not? Can it not because it's mechanistic restraint itself if it breaks? Well, I think that there's a way to circumvent the mechanisms of government to always grow. Like that's what our government was supposed to be. A government and that always grows? No, that had restraint. Oh, checks yeah. and balances yeah. and a democracy and republic. So there was, you know, the electoral college and that's good. There was restraint on who can take control of government like a majority and inflict its will on it, the minority or the minority inflict its will on the majority. Right. There's this balance of powers. Right. Right. But regardless of that, our government has still grown and grown and grown because mm -hmm. they've circumvented the mechanisms for restraining itself. Right. 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 That's, that, that's what I'm getting at. Right. So then what I guess you're asking me is where do I see the, any restraint if there is any coming from that I'm going to align myself with, right? Since obviously yeah, I, I still do lean that way of a smaller government's better, that <laughs> I still have those principles of the government's responsibilities to protect people sure, and protect sure. their property, um, but that's not what's happening. So, um, so there has to be a better solution, right? Uh, um, but we are talking about fallen people creating right, fallen systems. Right. And so is there a better solution that is out there? I want to say there must be, I, but the problem is, really i guess would be it, how can it possibly be effective at all right i mean libertarians are the only ones who have kind of made any headway right into the the two-party system I would agree. um and as long as they stay united um they, they might be able to do something down the road but i, I don't know what it what it's going to be i don't think there'll ever be a three-party system sure so um, i go ahead mike mike's, mike's got something to say oh i just uh fact-checked you know, this is the how fast our fact checkers are here. Uh, it is actually Jose Mojica, who is the president of Uruguay uh, from 2010 to 2015. And he only took a salary of $12,000. Okay. That's the guy. That's the exact, that's the guy who I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Ecuador. Did I already forget it? Or Uruguay. <laughs> or he forgot it. <laughs> this guy meant a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, found, he's formative yeah. for my political dude dude yeah um, Ecuador Uruguay <laughs> you so you were saying something earlier um and I'm trying to I had to train a thought to go off of what you were saying earlier uh -huh. and, oh okay I think I got it um leaning away from libertarian political standpoints okay so the because there is no check and balance for those at the highest level um, and right now or ever, or what, what do you in the libertarian system and now and ever? <laughs> so, well, that's what's, that's what's like our government system, like the libertarian ideologies on top of our political system. Mm -hmm. There is restraint because the political system has those built in restraints, right? Well, it's, I, it's a lot like free market capitalism is you're assuming that greed is not the motivating factor sure. yeah. of, you know, um, you're also assuming a level of intelligence that is consistent across the populace. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still people who go buy $5 gas when I bought it for $3 and 35 cents today, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, the, 
the free market doesn't work exactly the way like theoretically it's supposed sure. to work. And I'm saying like that libertarianism is as a theoretical construct is nice and I love it and right. I think it's it's helpful a lot like free market capitalism, but it breaks down because there's sinful motivations mm -hmm. in the hearts of people. So the the alternative to government and having man rule over us, right, would be to have Christ rule over us. You, I'm not trying yeah. to pull a Jesus too. I'm just trying to no, I, give, well, give a category. I don't know if I want to say yes. Well, yes, obviously yes. Right. Um, but we're never told that that's the way this world is going to be. Agreed. We don't have that hope Agreed. anywhere in Scripture. The hope, well, the, the hope is that Christ will come back to rule. But he's that, not going to rule this world. He's going to recreate it, and it's going to be like yes. Eden, and we're going to live yes. in a new... So, so in this world, in this life, like I'm not post-millennial. I don't see us Christianizing this world. Oh. I don't see that promise anywhere in Scripture. That's a post-millennial so, view is yeah. that, the, uh, that w we can get away from government rule because Christ will rule, and that would be the post-millennial view of... Or that all the laws of all the land are the biblical laws that we find in Scripture. In some way, shape, or form. Sure, uh, sure, that's, sure, sure. I'm painting with a broad brush. Yeah, there. yeah. No, I, but, I um, get it. But, I, but I'm not that. I don't see that promise. I see the promise of the world system continuing exactly like mm -hmm. it is all the way through Revelation 18. And then it's destroyed by Christ at his second coming. Yeah. And so we're always going to be stuck with, strapped to yes. this fallen world. And we need to, I think, w again, we're in a unique position in America. Most people can't have this conversation we're sure. having. You know, anywhere in the world, not just in previous generations, but even today. So this is a pretty, I'm going to use this spicy word, privileged Ooh. discussion that we're having, that we're even saying we can conceive of a different kind of government mm -hmm. um, here in our country and doing something about it to maybe affect that change. But I mean, uh, I'm small potatoes. I'm not going to do that. I just am trying to decide in my own mind where politically do I end up? since I don't see the libertarian position being consistent with total depravity and the sinfulness of the human heart. I mean, can you have any ideal government system that is in sync with total depravity? No. Right. So it's almost as if the government is here. It's not going to go anywhere. And so what's the best avenue for us as Christians. Right. And I don't feel like libertarianism is at this point, but I don't oh, have a better alternative. Okay. okay. I see. You what you're know, saying. at this point I'm still like kind of in flux and thinking, okay, I'm very uncomfortable that that the elite levels there isn't regulation and check and um something taking place to keep people these people who are just seeming to me to be wantonly sinning openly now. Sure. Uh, and and to the point where there is no concern for um, people in our position. Yeah. And and one, obviously, I don't like that. And two, I, I want to believe that there still is some kind of common grace system that we could find or that exists that I'm just not aware of that does help to stem the tide of that kind of uh sin yeah i i think that the the best form of government that that was had in mind in dealing with total depravity and i'm i'm curious to hear your impacts on this is uh small government 
republicanism, so small government being small federal government republicanism, where a majority of the government is present at the local and state levels, right? So we understand that people... No, so I so classical Republican. Okay, um, so I'm not talking about Republicanism like the Republican Party. I'm talking more about classical Republicanism, where you have a small federal government and the decisions are made at the local and state levels, where the the impact of those decisions are smaller, and you have more people that are involved in the decisions. So the idea is that uh, people are sinful. They're going to make selfish decisions, and so you you pr put less authority or more authority on larger amounts of people to hopefully quell that uh, uh, depravity inside of them to make those selfish decisions and actually be able to carry it out. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that's nice in theory, too. I, I do. I, I like that, but I don't know that that is going to keep the machine from not still growing. Right. I mean, there's always going to be those people, even in smaller government. I mean, th you know, you got a battle over the mayor here in Orville that happened not that long ago. And it's like, we're some little podunk town in Northern California that's, you know, um, sparsely populated. You know, I mean, we're just a small little town and yet there's a big spicy thing. So there's always going to be people jockeying for power, which you can't escape. But what do you put in place so that that doesn't happen? And I and the power's less I, I know the power's spread out. Yeah, um, and I like that. But you know, uh, sooner or later, somebody's going to take more power to themselves, and people won't see it coming or won't push back because of the charismatic nature or fear or something of the the leader, and then it gets in the same position. So I don't know if there's honestly a better solution, but these are. The rambling thoughts that are jumping around in my head. Sure. See, so you got something there? Uh, Hold on. You can't, nobody can hear you. No, just earlier you were talking about what the morality, it was John Adams who said that our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to a government of any other, but that's the problem is absolute power corrupts absolutely. And there's never going to be anything where it's, you got to be right up like, on it. There's never going to be any system where it's just absolutely perfect but i think what we have right now is pretty good we just need to improve upon things like term regulations stuff like we have right now that could prevent corruption from occurring to some degree cecil is my fact checker i love that guy um and he no don't apologize you're good um that that term limits is a great idea um I don't know at this point what that does, though, because you have whole families, whole dynasties that are entrenched in politics. But I don't know. Term limits might be a a means to the end of what I'm thinking. I don't think it's the ultimate solution, but it certainly wouldn't hurt, I don't think, to say across the board broadly you can only serve in any place for so many for such a time and you can't serve again. I, that, that could be helpful, but... Um, I don't know if there's a term limit party <laughs> or something, but that that's certainly um, a regulation that I am I have thought about, and I'm glad you brought up Cecil. Uh, um, but yeah, anyways, you got it. 
Yeah. I, so I not fully I'm just like I, I don't think I can ever reconcile completely the libertarian ideology with a Christian worldview. Um, mostly just because it's it, it's good in theory, but implementing it, there's always going to be downsides somewhere in some fashion. However, my primary outlay out outtake outlook outlook the primary outlook of government is probably most informed by um, that short little book called Anatomy of the State. And so it, the purpose and function of government has a place, but because of the sinful nature and depravity of man, it, it inevitably just becomes a monopoly of violence in order to execute its own will. We want, as a, like a democracy, for it to serve us, but it ends up, we just end up serving it because of the depravity of man. Yeah. And it's not like you can get away with it, get away from it. It's not as if libertarian ideologies will stem that tide forever indefinitely, right? Because people are still. Maybe some people think that. I know some people think yeah. that. But depravity of man, like people are going to sin. So it's it's not as if that's unavoidable. It, it's just. Yeah. I, you know, we're we're talking from a biblical perspective and Paul clearly said to pay his taxes. Right to a horrific reprobate state right. that um, killed Christians and yet he's saying still pay the taxes even though they're going to go to the support of killing Christians. So, um, but again, like I was saying earlier, we have the privileged position of being able to talk about these issues mm -hmm. and, and conceive of doing something about our government. And I think we should. I don't think we should just go, oh, well, then we just submit to the government, you know? Right. Um, but if we can do something, we should. But if it comes to the point where they're actually calling us to violate Scripture, then, of course, we must disobey. What can um, people do then? What do you mean? Well, if we have to submit, pay our taxes, mm -hmm. in that sense, to the state, what can we do? Americans or biblically? Because uh, those are two different questions. They are two different questions. Um, I would first say biblically. Uh, biblically, what can we do? Well, it talks about us being good soldiers. It talks about us, um, you know, if you're a soldier, uh, don't uh, per make people go further than they should. Don't use your authority as a means to um, get for gain. Um, there are Christian leaders in the book of Acts. The uh, pro-council of one of the towns becomes a Christian. Um, and so, so uh, you know, we, we do see uh, people engaging in, the, the for in government who are Christians. And so we're to take the biblical perspectives and biblical teachings that we have and apply those to the work that we do within the government. Um, we're never called to change the government. And I used air quotes there. Sure. Um, we're never called to that. We're called to be uh, quiet and submissive, um, to pray for the rulers and leaders who are in authority over us so that we may leave it, lead a godly and dignified life in every way. That's First Timothy 2. And um, so I think that that's what we're to do. Now, we as Americans, along with the biblical perspective, we have the ability to lead a quiet and dignified life in every way, along with actually affecting some change, whether it's us voting or whether it's us participating in the system protest you know, or something protest or to run for office you know here again in orville we have um christians on the city council who were particularly grateful that we have our last mayor was christian 
Yeah, uh, Cecil says, yeah. And um, my fact checker. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we we can do things, and I think we should. Um, I don't want to go so far as to say we have a moral responsibility to. I think everyone's conscience needs to um, be guided by the Holy Spirit. And so if someone is particularly stirred up that I need to do something about our government, I need to do something about the situation, then they should. And those who simply want to pay their taxes and live a quiet and dignified life on their patio and have a Bible study with, you know, their friends with a cup of coffee, then then do that. God bless you. Um, so I, I again, I I keep coming back to this thought in my mind is I wish I had something more robust and uh, of a of a position to be able to articulate. And who knows, maybe six months from now we'll be able to do another episode, and I'll go. I found it. That's why we're doing it. Here now. it is. Or yeah, maybe somebody will comment and say, "Hey, have you looked into this? Have you checked this out?" And um, yeah, maybe. Maybe that'll happen, but right now that's kind of my thoughts. You guys have anything else, Cecil or Mike? They're both nodding their heads or shaking shaking their heads. heads. Nodding is yes. Yeah, nodding. Shaking is no. Of course. Now Cecil's freaking me out because he's doing the full circle. (laughs) (laughs) What else do you you got? Any other thoughts or comments about that? Um, the only other thought I have, it's kind of a remote thought, but is. The reason I like the libertarian ideologies more um, than Republican or Democrat primarily is the mainstream political wave going along most of Americans' minds is that the government is doing good things currently with its social programs, its uh, regulatory agencies. They're all serving some sort of purpose. They're put there for a for, for a reason. Social Security is there for a reason. Medicare is there for a reason. All those reasons, we collectively have decided it's a good thing. But the libertarian perspective is, no, those are not good things. The government should not be involved in that, and you should take responsibility for your own actions. So you should not rely on the government for your retirement. You should not rely on the government for your medical uh, uh, payments or whatever. Um, you should take responsibility for those things on your own. And the market can provide those for you, as opposed to the government needing to provide them. Yeah, and with what happens is once you start something, it's extremely difficult to stop it. Um, Just here at church, you know, we had a ministry that was going for years that ministered to people with addictions. And by the time I got here, it had clearly outlived its purpose. And... Um, I, one of the first things I wanted to do was quit, was to stop doing it. And I got pushed back right away going, no, we can't do that. This is an institution here in town. Well, it was at one point and it did help at one point, but I mean, we got a tiny little ministry here at the church that I couldn't stop. And eventually it just had to fade out and it did on its own. Um, but I, I, I didn't want to fight that battle. Yeah. Um, I wanted to save my goodwill capital for, um, some other thing that was going to come up and did and it did end up dying on its own but and this is a simple little story just at a small little church but government functions i mean so much more than that how do you stop social security right how many 
tens of thousands of people's jobs are at stake just with that. Or millions the, of people's retirements. Right, so right. So many people depend on it. And right, you, we, right. We cut the people off. who work for it and the people right. who get it. Yeah, it's like, what What do you do with that yeah. now? It'd be a, a Herculean there, task to try to find effort, something. Huge problem to fix. Uh, to fix it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe it just needs a, we need a good collapse. Ooh, I mean, a financial collapse. Well, that yeah. and an institutional collapse. Ooh. I mean, I, I think they kind of go one in the same. Do they? We've had financial collapses and the machine keeps on running. Oh, yeah, you're right. It propped itself back up. It did. Too yeah. big to fail. Yeah. 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 That's what Rome thought, too. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It happens when you never mind. Well, um, I've exhausted my ramblings on that topic. Uh, me as well. So whether you like big government or lean libertarian, we believe that you belong. Okay.